All right, Bible and Daily Lifers, we are going through the book of Romans. We are in chapter 2. And what the Apostle Paul is doing in chapters 1 and 2 is he's showing that all people are sinners. We like to say from the guttermost to the uppermost, from yell to jail, or jail to yell, whichever way you want to do it. We're all sinners, and he's proving it. And uh, yesterday, or in previous chapter, chapter one, depending on how you are following this, he showed the notorious sinners, those ones that are so obvious, those guys, you see the things they're doing. Well, if you're able to say that, then you know what's right and you know what's wrong. And Jesus said, if you do it in your heart, you did it. So uh, chapter two, verse one, He's going to get you now. <laughs> you need a savior. Chapter 2. You, therefore, have no excuse. You who pass judgment on someone else. For whatever point you judge another, you're condemning yourself. Because you who pass judgment do the same thing. Really? Jimmy Carter, when he was running for president in 1976, he was interviewed by a freelance reporter. And uh, <clears throat> Jimmy Carter was a Christian. He was a, Bible, he was a Bible teacher. He was a Sunday school teacher. And so the reporter, the freelancer, he really kind of tried to trap him. And he said to him, Hey, ever committed adultery? And Carter said, In my heart. The reporter was taken aback in my heart. What do you mean? Well, Jimmy Carter understood what Jesus said, that if you've done it in your heart, you've done it. Makes you guilty. Makes you as guilty as a person in a previous chapter that did these things. Now, we know God's judgment against those who do such things is based on truth. So that when you, a mere human being, pass judgment on, on them and yet do the same things, do you think that you're going to escape God's judgment? Or do you show contempt for the riches of his kindness, kindness, his forbearance and his patience, not realizing that it's the kindness of God that's intended to lead you to repentance? It's not the severity of God. It's his kindness. He's patient with us. He's waiting for us. And that kindness is supposed to lead us to a change of mind. That's what the word repentance means. It means to change your mind. But because of your stubbornness and your unrepentant heart, you're stirring up wrath against yourself for the day the day of God's wrath when his righteous judgment will be revealed. You gotta confess this stuff. You gotta get rid of this stuff. You gotta accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, get forgiven for your sins. You don't store them up, collect them, put them in the bank. God will repay every person according to what they've done. To those who by persistence and doing good seek glory, honor, and immortality, he'll give eternal life. But to those who are self-seeking and reject the truth and follow evil, there'll be wrath and anger. There'll be trouble and distress for every human being that does evil, first for the Jew and the Gentiles. This applies to everybody. But glory and honor and peace for everyone who does good, <clears throat> first for the Jew and then the Gentile. God doesn't show favoritism. If you accept Jesus Christ, he forgives your sins. If you don't, you've rejected him. You've rejected the only way to have your sins forgiven. All who sin apart from the law, Ten Commandments, will perish apart from the law, and all who sin under the law will be judged by the law. 
For it's not those who hear the law that are righteous in God's sight, but those who obey it. Those who obey it. Verse 17. Now you, if you call yourself a Jew, if you're religious, if you rely on the law, if you rely on keeping all of the festivals and the feasts and <clears throat> going to church the right day and giving alms and doing all the things, if you know his will and approve of what is superior because you're instructed by the law, if you're convinced that you're a guide to the blind, if you're convinced that you're a light to those who live in the dark, if you're convinced that you're an instructor of foolish people, if you're convinced that you're a teacher of little children, because you have the law and the embodiment of truth, then you who teach others, do you teach yourself? Do you teach yourself? You know, you're telling everybody else to not do these things, that all of these things are bad, all of these things are wrong. But how about you? Do you covet in your heart? Do you desire things that aren't yours? Do you have jealousy? Um, do you have adultery? <clears throat> do you have anger? Inside, outside, what's the difference? You who preach against stealing, do you steal? Take advantage of people? Rip people off? You who say that people should not commit adultery, do you commit adultery? Jimmy Carter said in my heart. You who abhor idols, do you rob temples? You who boast in the law, do you dishonor God by breaking the law? As it's written, God's name is blasphemed among the Gentiles because of you. People say this all the time. Yeah, religious people are such hypocrites. Yeah, people see it. People see it. People see through us. People see through you. People see through me. They see what's going on. God certainly sees through us. And then he says, circumcision has value if you observe the law. But if you break the law, you become as one who's not been circumcised. So sure, you know, all the religious stuff is valuable if you actually do it. Who does it, though? Nobody does. Nobody does it perfectly. We're all guilty. We're all guilty. So then, if those who are not circumcised keep the Lord's requirements, will they not be regarded as those who are circumcised? The one who is not circumcised physically yet obeys the law will condemn you, even though you have the written code and you're a lawbreaker. So, religious people, in this case, the Jews who had the word of God, a person who is not a Jew who is one only outwardly, nor is circumcision merely outward and physical. See, it's a matter of the heart. It's not a matter of the outward. It's a matter of the heart. And God knows the heart. And you know that God knows the heart. So a person is a Jew who is one inwardly, and circumcision is a circumcision of the heart by the spirit, not by the written code. Such a person's praise is not from people, but from God. <clears throat> Everybody's guilty. Everybody's guilty. The big notorious sinners, guilty. Uh, the moral people who are condemning all of those notorious sinners, guilty. The people who think that religion and ritual and keeping these things will save them, they don't do them all the time. Guilty. All of us are guilty before God. And so now we've got a problem. We're all guilty before God. What's going to happen? Well, in the next chapter, chapter 3, he's going to reiterate that no one is righteous. Not a one. Not those notorious sinners. Not those moral people. Not the religious people. Nobody is righteous. 
We need a savior. We need Jesus. Oh, Jesus, I accept what you have done for me. I changed my mind. I can't do it on my own. Forgive my sins and give me new life in Jesus' name. You are loved. You are loved. You are loved. So uh, praise the Lord. We're all in this thing together. So let's stop judging and let's start loving. Hey, bless you guys. <laughs>